by Riverside. Hello and welcome into the Sad Fan, where we talk about the good, the bad, and everything that made you sad from the previous week. Uh, and this week, it, it, it may seem slow, but there was a lot of ancillary things that happened. A lot of uh, things that made us smile that probably shouldn't have made us smile. And those things may have been the same things that made us sad. As always, I am your host, Brandon Fry, joined by my co-host, Wesley Watkins, and our amazing producer, Taylor Stone. Hello. What's up, guys? And we are going to start with what made us sad, as we usually do here. And what made me sad this week was Anita Alvarez. And not that she's not going to be allowed to compete moving forward, but that the lifeguard didn't try to save her when she fainted in the pool. So those of us that are listeners that are not familiar <laughs> with this story, uh, it is not a smiley story, but I can't help because during the last Summer Olympics, a comedian came out and made a joke that said, are the lifeguards that are at the swimming competitions just there as hood ornaments? <laughs> They're just, again, ancillary objects that just exist think- with some of the best swimmers in the whole world. Because in this instance, we had a young lady who fainted in the pool uh, while swimming, and no one saved her until her coach realized she was sinking to the bottom of a swimming pool drowning and the coach had to jump in and save her. And that is when the lifeguard jumped into action. Like I can't be shown up by some swimming coach. And then he jumped in to save her as well. And I I will say uh, a sad part of this was those pictures were terrifying. Did you, did either of you see this, this story? I saw the story, but I didn't see the pictures. I saw the pictures. I saw the story on the news. I read about this story on the news. Um, as far as like the lifeguards and the hood ornament situations, I think a lot of that comes down to like the legal liability of just having to have them present makes you not liable pretty much is what it almost feels like. Um, yeah. Also, I just want to clarify, I don't know that she won't be able to compete moving forward. I don't think that that's necessarily true. It was she was no, she was banned from further competing in the 2022 World Aquatics Championships. So I think that might have been just the further rounds of the competition she was already competing in. I don't know if that's... The World Championships? Yeah, I don't know if it has any bearing on her moving forward. Um, This is not the first time this has happened either. Apparently, her coach has jumped in to save her like this uh, in the past, including about a year ago at a different competition, the same thing happened. Sounds like she has like a medical problem. No, she does. She definitely does. Um, I don't, rem- I don't know what the, the condition is or, or why specifically, but she has this history of, uh, like fainting spells. I feel like that's something that like the lifeguard should know, especially at these elite competitions. Like if there's someone with like a possible like medical issue, like that's, I mean, they she should has be there. Full narcolepsy. Yeah, I mean, like she is swimming narcolepsy. I mean, it it's... doesn't really matter at that point. Like, I'm pretty sure she had finished her routine. Like, her routine had just ended, and she went under the water. Like anyone who finishes their routine yeah. leaves the pool. So clearly, <laughs> yeah. something's wrong. It's not like she's in the middle of her routine, and you're like, oh, maybe she's, you know, doing some weird stunt thing. What's happening? No, she was done. She should have been leaving and she just sinks to the bottom of the pool. Yeah. Well, I mean, I imagine it's like, 
it's like a running race or something like that. Like someone collapses and then like the medical personnel just do nothing. <laughs> They're like, oh, he's just laying down. He's taking a nap. He's taking a nap. It's it's almost like that. Oh, well, they didn't do it while they were competing. So it, it has nothing to do with us. We don't have to do that is almost how it feels. I, I forgot what I was listening to or watching. I think it was actually a coworker told me a story that it was just really, really super hot day. And almost like heat stroke kind of is, is about to set in, but he's like rushing up the hill to get to work. And in his head, he's going, just get there and then pass out. Just get there and then pass out because then someone has to take care of you. He probably wasn't expecting it's- it. I mean, he's probably like done that for like how long? I mean, like if, and he's never yeah. had to save anybody. And he's probably just like off in his own world, like thinking about whatever. And then just like all of a sudden, everyone's screaming. He's like, Oh, I will no, I say, didn't. as if you're a lifeguard at a world championship Olympic event, the last thing you feel you have to do is be saving the people who are undoubtedly right. better at that than you are. Yeah. You know, though, but but it, it brings me to the image of the cameramen that are filming the sprinters and how they're running with the sprinters at the exact same, like, almost as fast. Like, maybe those guys should be running. What are we doing? Like, if they can run like that with the camera, what are we doing here? But uh, not in this case. No, that lifeguard did not have me thinking he should be a pro swimmer because I felt like he was just, like, nudging everybody, like, ah, it's all part of the act. It's all part of the act. You're going to see it. It's going to be all part of the act. She's going to come up soon, I hope. I think. Oh, God, she's drowning. <laughs> All right, so so Wes, what what made you sad this week? Um, I guess like so the NFL hiring a gambling executive, so yeah. they hired uh, David Highhill. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, he was he was already in the NFL. He's been with the NFL for like a really long time, and they're like corporate strategy group. Um, but mm-hmm. he's tasked with leading the NFL's uh, like betting sports betting strategy. Uh, per the NFL, which you, you he's you would assume that's going to be a big part of their money. Oh yeah, especially now. like I mean, with them partnering with like DraftKings and all of that. But mm-hmm. they said he's going to be leading efforts to protect the integrity of the game from gambling related harm, <laughs> and advance the league's brand and reputation, and grow the NFL's intellectual property. And meanwhile, you have Calvin Ridley, who is betting on games. I mean, mm-hmm. which he probably shouldn't. It Again, it kind of looks bad, but he was banned for a year or suspended for a season from playing. And meanwhile, the NFL just gets deeper and deeper into gambling. Like, Yeah, they hit him with the vested interest suspension, yeah. right? Like he had a vested interest in what the outcome of the games. But uh, I think when you and I talked about it offline, he wasn't even playing no. in these games. He was injured. No, he wasn't. Yeah, he was injured all last season. Like, he had nothing to do with the games. Like, it's not like he was gambling on a game that he was playing in. So are, like, mm-hmm. are like boxers able to bet on other boxing matches that they're not a part of? They can, but they can't, um, they can't bet on boxers that they may back or sponsor. Um, so if it's a boxer that's in, like, their stable or comes from their camp, they cannot bet on right, that. Right, right, right. No, I get that. Because, that's... yeah. But, okay. We... That's where it gets a little dicey, I guess. How do you know who has a connection to what team or friends on this team or that team? I feel a little more complicated when you have so many people on each team playing. 
How do you really monitor who's entangled with who? You hire a uh, high man. Yeah. <laughs> his name was? David Highman. <laughs> yeah. What is that? You hire someone to lead their gambling initiatives. <laughs> yeah, right? And just the, okay, what team are you a part of, sir? Placing the bet today. He's going to be at every casino, just a hologram <laughs> of him. And you, and you, sir, are you a part of an NFL organization? Do you have a vested interest? Um, but yeah, I think I think anyone that can impact the outcome of the event is not allowed to gamble on that event is, is the main yeah. thing that they're trying to do there. I think so. I think NFL players in general are prohibited from gambling on other NFL games. I'm not sure if it just yeah. has to do with their team. I think it's NFL games in in general. Yeah. So in and I'm sure more of this is going to come out. This is new. This is not something that's been around. I mean, this just started, the Big Bang was maybe a couple years ago, and now it's starting to get legal in more and more states. And I'm sure it'll be legal across the country soon. But it's brand new. And uh, Wes, what was his suspension for? Was it a full year or a year and a half? Uh, pretty sure it was a full season. Just one season. So a full season. A full season suspension, and I think he did like a parlay, if I'm not mistaken. Like it was a crazy parlay that you'll never win. Like an eighteen parlay or, or something. I guess <laughs> if you want to gamble, been... like that's cool. Whatever, just gamble on something else. Get a get a hobby. Don't gamble on work. Absolutely, but what what cracks me up about this is when you look at what the actual bet he placed. It was on like an insane parlay that no one ever wins. Like you're never you never see someone win this parlay. You always see someone like come up one team short, and that's the story. Well, and then when they do, they win like a million dollars, and it's a huge story. Now, yeah, yeah. Now they do. If this bet that he made is this like the one and only bet he made, and he got caught doing it, or he has made bets prior to this one? This is it. Uh, So, so it says he placed bets during a five day period. See, that's mm-hmm. so like within a work week. Yeah, like yeah. you you don't have a history of gambling and all of a sudden you place this like very specific ludicrous bet something saucy. But but it wasn't a lot of money either. What to to him compared to it wasn't a lot of money. And I think what we see here is he probably got drunk at the sports book. <laughs> oh my gosh, and not just that. I mean, you Taylor, have you been to like a a Super Bowl party? Or uh, some other like sporting event where you get drunk, you get a little sauced, and an ad comes on, and you're like, that looks pretty cool. I think I'm going to try that. And you're sitting there on your, especially in today's world, you're sitting there on your cell phone, and you pull it out, and you're like, oh, cool. This is a cool thing. I'm going to bet $10. Yeah, he bet $1,500, no? okay. and he has probably like I'm sorry. Millions. You said, did you ever see a commercial yeah. and then pull out your phone and order a pizza? Because that's what I heard. Yes. <laughs> yes. No, I do not. I, I do not bet on on random things like that. I don't, don't think I've, unless I've gone to like a casino for fun or something. No, I can't really say I've ever like bet or gambled. I'm too um, novice to trust myself to do something. Like gotcha. That. <laughs> well, yeah, he said he bet fifteen hundred. So it's like compared yeah. to salary, it's nothing. It's like ten dollars for us, he's, he, and he's gonna sign a very wealthy contract very soon. So, or he may have already. I might, I might have that wrong. He may have just signed a, a pretty lucrative contract. 
So I may have that backwards. It's either he has a contract coming up or he just signed a very lucrative contract. So if you look at the money like Terry McLaurin, these receivers are making right now, he's going to be a hundred million dollars over the course of the next five, 10 years, depending on the contract he gets. Yeah. So I would, I would say he's about to be $60 million over five years with 45 million guaranteed. He's at least that minimum. Um, at least that. And they're probably going to utilize the suspension against him. But Taylor, you said something interesting. You said you're not good at this and you're a novice at picking, but you and Wes were right on the NHL finals. The two of you nailed it. I was wrong. I don't even like the abs, but I I just I don't like seeing the same team win over and over and over unless it's my team. <laughs> of course, of course. If Oregon Ducks won NCAA championship over and over and over again, you it. would love it. You'd live every oh, year. Absolutely. <laughs> also, I just like being um, right. There you go. And you guys nailed it uh, with uh, Kale McCarr winning the Consmith Trophy. They they were pretty much unstoppable because you also had uh, McKinnon on that team who has been around every time they've gotten closer and closer and closer. And this year they finally closed the deal on what could be the best team of our generation they as far as dominated. is concerned. They dominated. I will say, though. Yes, um, start to finish. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of the games went into overtime, so I don't consider that dominating, but it was very entertaining. I mean, through the earlier, I mean, it's the Stanley Cup finals, so of course it's going to be closer, but they they swept the Western Conference finals, I think, against Edmonton. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, maybe. I, th- I just thought you meant the this series. Like, oh, no, no. Overall, in the playoffs, they, put they a ton of goals. Oh. They put a ton of goals on a Tampa Bay Lightning team that was known for insane defense. Veselovsky uh, has been insane in the goal over the last three years like insane they they don't allow points and i want to say in the first game of the stanley cup finals i think the avalanche poured in like six goals yeah game two so, they won seven uh, zero yeah so they they torched veseleski and they they made him look like a novice if you will which is crazy because this guy was about to be a three-time champion like i said i called for the three-peat so to see the Avalanche make it there with some young talent and, and look great doing it, like Wes said, they tore through the con- the, the conference. They tore through the conference. Yeah. It wasn't close. Um, and then Tampa gets there, and I, I thought the juggernaut was going to keep juggernauting. You know, the old YouTube video, I'm the juggernaut, bitch. I thought they were just going to keep going and going and going. And then out of nowhere, the, the, the Avalanche made me look like an idiot. Game one. Right away, game two, right away. And I was like, well, I'm just going to uh, live on a prayer, Bon Jovi, <laughs> and hope hope for the best here. Um, but you know what the end of every season brings? Hope for all the teams that sucked. So, Wes, us Kraken fans? Yeah. Maybe next year. Kraken. Next year, right? <laughs> Maybe next year. Here we go. Next, next year is a whole new season. I'm definitely going to go to a bunch of games, so. You have to. You have to. That I love that stadium. The uh, if you're listening, Seattle Kraken, your your condiments are a bit overpriced. But outside of that, <laughs> the stadium's amazing. The atmosphere's amazing. The fans are amazing. The team could be better. Yeah, but be better. <laughs> it's their first year. Not everyone can be Vegas. Oh my gosh, the Vegas Golden Knights set an impossible standard because they're in the playoffs every single year. <laughs> They made it to the Stanley Cup their first year. Like they, that standard that'll never be matched again, no. right? In any sport, no, not for a not for a brand new team. Like if you just look at like the history of like expansion teams in the NFL and stuff, mm-hmm. they sucked. They were terrible coming out. 
if you're an expansion team in the NFL, you're, you're going to have the first pick two years in a row. Yeah. That's just the way yeah. you're going to be terrible. Um, but it, it's insane what they did. And I'm not just talking about the Stanley Cup their first year. I'm talking about also that little run they've had since they've been a franchise. It's they just can't it's quite get crazy. it done, No. No. I mean, but only one team every year does, yeah. right? So to be a brand-new franchise and be doing what they're doing, it's it's pretty crazy. And the Las Vegas Aces, for you WNBA fans, they're looking like they're going to do it too because they were a recent franchise and they're the, they were, in my opinion, the best team last year and they're currently the best team. So must be something in the water, Las Vegas. <laughs> Sorry for the cliche <laughs> or, or the liquor. It may not be the water. Speaking of the city, it's all the yardsticks. Everyone's now, drinking. <laughs> now, speaking of hope, uh, we got a couple older gentlemen that once brought their franchises hope that are in the news this week in Russell Westbrook and Kyrie Irving. Russell, because he accepted $47 million, but Wes, that's your division. You're a Portland Trailblazers show. Are you scared of the Lakers at all? The Los Angeles geriatrics? I mean, depends if uh, the Lakers ownership can get their shit together, but not really. I, I mean, I just see a lot of guys on that basketball court that wear New Balance where they, while they mow their lawns and when they go to the grocery stores, they've got the socks pulled all the way up with their slips on, you know, it's, it's definitely the oldest team I've ever seen that people even consider it to be a championship contender. And I only think that because they've got LeBron James because Anthony Davis doesn't play. Yeah. He doesn't play ever. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I, would you want Russell Westbrook on the Trailblazers? Mm, not anymore. I don't think so. Maybe for like, okay, let me maybe if we could get him for like, like a lower price, you know, like just for yeah. like the veteran leadership, but like not for not for but the not price. at forty seven yeah, million. No. I'll pass. Not a- <laughs> also, if you think about a team like the Trailblazers, he's taking the ball out of your best player's hands. One of the best players in the NBA, right? If if you bring in a Russell Westbrook, he's just going to take the ball from Damian Lillard. Yeah. And now the best player on the court doesn't have the ball. Yeah. So my other question for you is, do you take the other guy, Kyrie Irving? I mean, me personally, no. <laughs> for... <laughs> you don't like flat earthers. You're not a flat yeah, earther no. fan. I, I don't want idiots on my team. Yeah. So – Wes, uh, are you familiar with why he missed half of last season? Yes. <laughs> Let the audience know. <laughs> the COVID vaccine. <laughs> he refused to get vaccinated. Yeah. Just like right, and it's a, it's a, a big middle finger to his teammates, pretty much. It, it really was. And the interesting thing about it is they didn't – this wasn't a new thing, and it, it's never been a new thing, but a lot of people treated it like it was. And I, I'm not going to get uh, political about it. It's You know, we all went to elementary school. We all had to get vaccines. Yeah. It is what it is. But but he made it like a work conflict, and I'm like, yo, let me just tell you about all the troops you say you love. We sit in an assembly line of vaccinations, right? okay? Literally. <laughs> I got like six. I got six when I got to basic yeah. training. You got two doctors on each side of your or immunization uh, technicians on each side of you just going down an assembly line of boom, 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 yeah. boom. And then you get the uh, tuberculosis right in your forearm and it bubbles up like they put a microchip yeah. in you. Hey, if you want to know what it looks like to have a microchip in you, go get your TB shot. 
because that one actually <laughs> looks like a microchip. And then if you deploy, you have to get the anthrax vaccine, which is hell. Smallpox. Yeah. <laughs> anthrax, typhoid, which feels like ice water flowing through your veins. And I'm just like, s- s- some of you guys have either never been through anything of pain in your whole life or you just forgot what it was like. Yeah. Go ahead, Taylor. Sorry. You look like you want to blurt something out. No, I'm just. Oh, that's so much. Oh, it's a lot. It's (laughs) and you get you go through this assembly line, Taylor, after they take a pint of your blood in the other room. Oh, I'd pass out. (laughs) (laughs) Take a pint of your blood in one room and then they they give you a sugar cookie. They give you your orange (laughs) juice and they put you in the immunizations room. They walk you and then they make you put your hands over a desk, right? They make you lean into it and then they put a penicillin needle in your butt. That's about. I mean, I'm sure you guys have to do like way more immunizations than your average person but like don't travelers have to get certain immunizations depending on like yeah yeah and that's a lot Mm -hmm. of reason why yeah and and Kyrie is a guy that claims to be all worldly and zen well guess what Kyrie? you got to get all these vaccinations if you go to india to be all zen and meet the dalai lama and uh do all these cool things you claim you want to do in all of these countries you're required to have certain vaccinations you want to go help Africa, Kyrie? Guess what? All these vaccinations, we deploy to Africa. And all of our troops that deploy to Africa, whether it be Djibouti or otherwise, they have to get all these vaccinations. So, so do you. You're not, you're not, sorry, lack of a better term, you're not immune to this. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but it's not just that, though, Wes. It seems like every franchise he leaves, he is a, a tinderbox. He just explodes every franchise he's a part of. Like Cleveland, before LeBron got there, that team was got there again. Let me correct myself. Before <laughs> LeBron got there again, <laughs> it was terrible. It was god-awful, and he led that team. And before LeBron got there, he was asked by a child in the audience, are you going to leave us like LeBron did? And you know what he said? No. <laughs> he lied. Of course he did. <laughs> Uh, let's let's do a little uh, thing, Wes. Wasn't he a part of the Celtics too? Maybe. Yeah, I don't he was know. A part I forgot of the Celtics directly because <laughs> no one can stand him. So he was a part of the Celtics directly after he was a part of the Cavaliers. And guess how many championships he won, guys? <laughs> and now he was with Kevin Durant on the Brooklyn Nets over the last two seasons. Guess how many championships he won, guys? So so. At this point, do you take a volatile person that, yes, he, he I think he can still contribute, but is it addition by subtraction with him at this point? Like, are you gaining more by not adding him? Uh, probably. I want to add him. <laughs> if he's not going to play no, right? or hinder your team when he does, then, yeah, why? What? I mean, I mean, he's still, he was still an all-star last year, but... At the same mm-hmm. time, it's like, is, the, is he really worth the distraction? That's a fan vote, though. That's a fan vote. Money talks. Like, they vote for the I names they know. Kind of like politics in our country. Yeah. <laughs> what was that, Taylor? It's a money talks. You know this. If It doesn't matter if, he, if they're going to necessarily win the championship. If the team is going to keep making money and the franchise is going to make money and people are, are watching them regardless... Mm-hmm. That's what matters. The views, the merchandising, all of that stuff ultimately is what matters. If you win the championship or not, that doesn't really matter. P- 
people want to win the championships because that's what gives you the money. That's what makes people want to watch your team. But if people are already watching your team, who gives a shit? Go ahead, Wes. I was going to say, he saw, he was still putting up pretty good numbers. Like, I mean, he's, he's been in the league for like 11 years now, and he's still putting up like decent numbers. So it's like, he I mean, he played like half the season. Well, yeah. I but like points per game wise, stuff like that. Like he was, like he was putting up good numbers. So at this point, it's like, do you want like the headache that he could be? Yeah. Yeah. But I, and, and I think Taylor, you're, you're right. Because he is such a headache, he is a media circus, right? He's got eyeballs on him all the time. Cause he's a sideshow freak. Um, great basketball player, <laughs> like Wes said, but he is sideshow Bob from the Simpsons. It, He's just, you don't know what you're going to get when he gets on that microphone. Like he's, he followed a group that said anyone that got vaccinated is going to hell because they got vaccinated on Twitter or, or part of me, Instagram. Like he did a lot of stuff like that. And if you dig deep into what he's doing, I, I don't even know that he believes half the BS that he says, like it's, it's impossible. I can't. I wonder I if know. that's him compensating guess... and like being concerned that if he had to play, he wouldn't deliver what people expect of him. So he's just like overly complicating everything, but also drawing media attention because then he's still relevant to the team and he still matters because he makes them money. He's a diva. He's a diva. If, if we can let Aaron Rodgers get away with being immunized, I guess this is okay. <laughs> I guess this is Don't okay. get me started on Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> Fucking clown. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, he wanted to be Alex Trebek so bad and then immunized. <laughs> they just told him to shut up. It was it was really um, <laughs> it was really something. That's all. He gave a lot of the fans a lot of ammo with that. Yeah. Uh, but we'll talk about that when we get closer to football season. I promise, boys and girls. Uh, especially with the whole, I'm holding out, but am I? Situation with Aaron Rodgers. Oh um, now, with these old players, we should also have some new hope this week in the form of the NBA draft. But, Wes, I'm telling you right now, I've, I've been going over this NBA draft since before the draft, trying to figure out, as we all do, like, who gives our team hope? Who's going to make our team better? And I'm just like, no one stands out to me in this year's draft. There's no Zion. There's no Trey Young. There's no Luka Doncic. There's no Cade Cunningham. These are all just people. Yeah, they're good players, but uh, I feel like part of that's because – None of them like really grabbed the attention of like ESPN. Like when Zion was playing, like all they did, like it didn't matter who was playing like in the tournament. They would just like talk about Zion every game. Like didn't even matter if Duke was playing. It was Zion this, Zion that. There was no one that really kind of stood out. Yeah. But, but I mean, there's a reason for that, right? Though it's, it's, if they're not keen on somebody and they're the worldwide leader in sports, there's a reason because they're in it for ratings as well. And if they know there's a player that's going to move that bar, right, yeah. they're going to be on that player. And they're just I, – I just don't see one this year. The only player that I think is even serviceable is Jabari Smith. Yeah, I think Jabari, he can be a game changer. And the number two pick, Jabari Chet, Smith. Chet Holmgren. I mean, he sounds like – he sounds like an offensive lineman. <laughs> Do you remember a player by the name of Hashim Thabit? Yes. Hashim Thabit out of Georgetown. You remember? So in, I was so high on this guy because I still thought seven footers that could play defense mattered. And then like the whole league changed on me. 
and uh, this guy couldn't even get on the court. He was he was a lottery pick. Yeah, that that's who Chet Holmgren is to me. Yeah, well, is that weird? The um, the Oregon center um, was his name, Ball Ball. I mean, <laughs> Ball Ball. Yeah, Ball Ball. He was like he was like one of the greatest like recruits that Oregon ever had, and then he got injured, mm-hmm. and now he's barely seen any action in the NBA. Like he was supposed yeah. to be like a he was supposed to be a lottery pick. And then he got if injured look at him, and he just it, fell down the board. It looks like his legs are gonna get broken walking oh, on yeah. the court. Toothpicks. It's he's he's built so tall, but he's like he, he oh man, I gotta be careful here. I don't want to talk about someone's looks. But his legs look like they could snap at any yeah. second. That's all I'll say. Uh the other player, you know what was that I'd like to keep an eye on, so we're documenting here, just so you guys know. For our NBA season audience, we are documenting our thoughts and prediction is I like uh, Keegan Murray out of Iowa. Actually, I really I liked him too much in our March Madness tournament because he cost me quite a few games in uh, my bracket. But I like Keegan Murray. I like scorers in today's NBA. Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'll be keeping an eye on Shaden Sharp, you know, so we'll see how he does with Blazers. Oh. He's yeah, a Kentucky I mean, guy now, so we'll see. Well, look at Tyler Hero, man. Tyler Hero was drafted 13th to the Miami Heat, and he's been great. So yeah. sometimes those Kentucky guys, you're on a loaded team, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Kentucky, Kentucky's always loaded. They always have like five five stars on their team. It's ridiculous. But they still can't yeah, win. Could, <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, if they could just win a championship, they'd be the Alabama of college basketball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so so needless to say, then I think we're both thinking the same thing. There's no game changers this year. There's no Ja Morant. There's no Zion Williams, like no. you said. There's not even a Blake Griffin in this draft. It's it's it's. I oh, mean, I, I hope I'm wrong because I love watching the young cats play, but it it just doesn't look good. I mean, one of these guys is gonna stand out next year, and he's gonna take the NBA by storm, like every year. So we hope, we hope, but. Speaking of folks that came out and they took the NBA, NBA by storm their first year, Trey Young got a uh, running mate today in DeJounte Murray yeah. from the Spurs. But they gave up the quite a lot. Three first-round right? picks. Man, that's, that seems like a lot. But that then you think lot. back to – is because the Celtics had those three Nets picks for so long and they never did anything with them, right? Uh, well, now I look like an idiot, actually, because I think one of those picks turned into either Jalen Brown or uh, – Jason Tatum, but they held him for so long. So are, are picks still valuable or would you rather have a, that proven commodity in DeJounte Murray? I think there's a, I think there's a line you got to balance here. Mm-hmm. Like I don't, and I don't think DeJounte Murray is worth three first round picks. That's I'm with you. I'm with that was shocking when I saw he's good. He's yeah. a baller, <laughs> but three first round picks is a lot. Yeah. Now, we're talking about trades, right? We're playing a little fantasy ball here. What will we do? And there's a forgotten player in this whole, um, we promised we wouldn't beat you guys up with it, but Deshaun Watson saga. We don't know what's happening with him. He's uh, a creep. He's a weirdo. None of us like him. But now we've got a a really good, I don't want to say great, but a really good quarterback that had a bad rap last year because he played hurt the whole season in Baker Mayfield. And I I think that the Seahawks are going to get him. Before the end of his career, I, I I truly believe he will play for the Seahawks. You're shaking your you, head no at me already. Before the, I mean, okay, like 
he's not going to play for the Seahawks next year. And some other okay. team is going to pick him up. I guarantee you. Because I think the only reason why the Browns are holding on to him is because they want to see what the hell happens with uh, Deshaun Watson. And so oh, He's going to give him double middle fingers. He's going to be like, screw you guys. You went and picked out yeah. this younger, sexier model. I, I really, be a trash I, I really hope Deshaun Watson gets suspended, and then Baker Mayfield just refuses to play. <laughs> Screw you guys! Yeah. Screw you guys! But no, I, I, I don't think he's going to go to the Seahawks. Um, I mean, they had the chance. This was like the perfect opportunity. He wanted to trade, and the Seahawks weren't even interested in it. They didn't show any interest. Instead, they're stuck with like Drew Locke or Geno Smith. Like that's where we're going with. And it's like they both suck. What are you doing, Pete? Are you trying to tank us? Like, I mean, if so, that's what fine. Just questions? tell us. <laughs> One of my favorite questions this week was, who would you rather have, Geno Smith or Baker Mayfield? And I was like, is this a serious question? <laughs> this can't be. Did, did we just forget about Geno Smith played as recently as last year and was terrible, terrible. as recently Garbage. as last year? Like, like you had – um. <laughs> You had your four-fingered Russell Wilson out there, or three-fingered Russell Wilson, because that fourth finger wasn't was fully good. healed yet. He was just as good as Geno Smith. Well, you just had to get Geno off the field. I know. You just had to get Geno off the field, was what it was. It was insane. Um, it it Stuff like that makes me laugh, but it reminds me sports fans is short for sports fanatic. Right, it makes no sense. We're fanatical, and and I'm glad you have a clear head because when I saw that, I lost my mind. I was like, "This can't be real. This is the dumbest question I've ever seen." Like we're forgetting about him playing where, for the Jets. Where did you we're see that question? It was uh, on Seahawks Twitter. It was uh, one of the reporters that writes on Seahawks Twitter posted the question: "Who would you guys rather have?" They're an idiot. A hundred percent. And I mean, so are the Browns. So is Jimmy Haslam, right? Because now you have a first overall pick that doesn't like you because he put his whole heart on the line for you. And I'm not saying Baker's great, but I'm not going to discount the fact that he was hurt all last year, yeah. like playing with one arm, like his arms like out there just flopping around. And he's trying to run away from J.J. Giant-ass Watt. <laughs> he's, he's better than Johnny Manziel was. <laughs> He's, he is better than Johnny Manziel was. Um, R.I.P. Oh, wait, he's still alive. We've just forgotten him. Um, <laughs> so, uh, actually, that's the biggest headache that Nick Saban ever had, in my opinion, was Johnny Manziel. So he couldn't beat him. The biggest headache. Dude, ran all over <laughs> Alabama. The biggest headache of all time. Um, so, as far as these, these things are concerned, I want to get more into the NFL next week, I'm sure. But is there anyone that you can think of right now that is a true game changer that is worth three picks in the NFL? Could you ever see that happen in the NFL, three first-round picks? Tom Brady. Tom Brady. Because <laughs> <laughs> he'll play till we're old. He'll play till we retire. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Taylor's Taylor's gonna be somewhere fancy, living on a hill, retired, and Tom Brady's still gonna be on her television. Oh yeah, <laughs> Tom Brady's never retiring. <laughs> At least I hope. At least I'll recognize someone. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There you go. Hundred um, percent. I was gonna say maybe Patrick Mahomes, but I don't even know if he would fetch three first round draft picks. I, oh, I easy, don't. easy. The NFL's so stingy with draft picks, though. 
That's why I say that. I think you try to, I'll give you two first, two seconds, $10 million, yeah. like, you know, before they give you that third draft but pick. From the little I, I know about football, like Patrick Mahomes is not only good at playing football, he's a name that a lot of people recognize he's and flock right. towards. He's got a fandom. Like, how could you really go wrong? I think that he'd be worth it. You know, yeah, I'm, I'm probably wrong. I'm sure if he was ever available, teams would throw everything out oh, yeah. right everything out because he's still I young. do think that yeah I, I do think though that the NFL is very stingy with first round draft picks I, I really do so I think that they would try to give them players and stuff before they started they would give up players known players I think before they would give up a first round draft pick uh how many first round draft picks did uh, Deshaun haul in it wasn't three was it, it was two no I two can't. first and a, and a second I, I want to say it was two first round picks and a second and, and a third. And well, um, but so Russell Wilson got two first round picks. He got a 22 yeah. and a 23 first round pick and then two second round picks. So, so that's so if Russell Wilson can get that. Patrick Mahomes is going to go for way more. Well, I think we would both consider Deshaun Watson a, uh, top 10 quarterback when he's not a rapist. I mean, allegedly a rapist. So I, I just can't recall exactly what they got for him. And now let me see here. Yeah. He didn't even get three first round picks, man. He got uh exchange for get? the 13th and 107th overall draft selections in this year's draft. And a first and a third round pick in 2020. Oh, he did get three first rounders. Never mind. I was wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> there it is, 2024. Well, there you go, boys and girls. Apparently, we will trade three first round picks all the way out till 2024. But yeah, that's crazy. All right. So we have a big boxing match coming up. Uh, a reminder of our childhood, probably two of the best running backs from our childhood. You know what I'm talking about here, Wes? Adrian Peterson and LeVon Bell. AP was... Uh, yeah, I think... Go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, man, watching AP at Oklahoma was like something special. And then when he came into the NFL, same thing, man. And I was happy to have him on the Seahawks for the short time we did, even if he was kind of old <laughs> and kind of out of his prime. But The end of his career? Yeah. Well, when it comes to this boxing match, though, yes, it's a circus. It's oh, 100% course. a circus. Yeah, it's 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 all for the money, right? But I can't I can't help but think to myself, man, I'd really wa- rather watch these two guys do Oklahoma drills against each other. <laughs> Not that I'm promoting CTE, okay? But these are two of the biggest mashers, you yeah. know, that we have. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'd love to see them just go head up, right? So put them in an MMA cage and let them just smash in each other. <laughs> uh, I'm more excited for this than like any other boxing match. Like, I mean, these things always draw more views. Like. Logan Paul versus Floyd Mayweather. Like, how old are these guys? Those outdraw. Uh, they're they're in like thirties. Oh, yeah. Well, I think Adrian Peterson's older than us. I think Adrian Peterson is thirty eight ish, thirty nine ish. You don't think so? Don't think Let me so. see. Let me find uh-huh. it out. But Le'Veon Bell, I, I might be a little off there. He's, Le'Veon he's Bell younger. didn't have as aggressive a style as Adrian Peterson had, right? He was more of somebody that would wait for it. My prediction for this fight is I think Adrian Peterson's going to get him. What do you think? I think I got LeVon Bell. So 
37 years old for Adrian Peterson. So I was close. I said 37, 38 years old, right? And then Le'Veon Bell is going to be... 30. He's 30. 30 years old. He's got some years on him. And I feel like he's also got a little more bulk on him, too. How is it that these... I just think Adrian Peterson is going to pound him. Go ahead, Taylor. How is it these two have come to a boxing match? They're football players. Because they still want money and they're retired. (laughs) <laughs> oh they're so former money baby former nfl players yeah yeah i think i, think oh, I didn't know Bell that i didn't know that for, you were too uh, young to play football when you were 30 <laughs> running backs have like the shortest career span out of any nfl player but i think levon bell is still looking for work i think he's like he's still looking he's a free agent but he's looking Le'Veon bell talks his way out of every job he gets though that's the issue with Le'Veon Bell. Like, even when he could play, when he had a good coach and Mike Tomlin, he just talks his way. What is up with the killer bees, man? That just brought me right back. Uh, ben Roethlisberger, allegedly a rapist. Uh, Antonio Brown, we all saw that happen right before <laughs> our eyes. Le'Veon Bell can't shut up. These guys could have been a great, amazing offense for a very long time, and they couldn't get out of their own way. Don't get me started on Antonio Brown. I guess my real question ahead, is, like, where's the beef? Like, how is it these two are the ones who came to the boxing situation? There's no beef. It's just for it's just for entertainment. Yeah, it's this is not like a I hate you. Oh, well, I hate you, too. We should fight each other. It's more of a money thing. It really is. It's a money grab. So some random person just went to both of them and was like, I want to see you two fight. <laughs> They're like, yeah, sure. Why not? Probably their agent. Yeah. Probably their agent. <laughs> um, well, they probably have the same Frank agent Gore. or something. Yeah, I, I'm sure it's the agent. Uh, but recently we had Frank Gore, who is one of uh, the other pod, one of the stars of the other podcast we have on this network, his favorite players of all time. Uh, uh, Mr. Mike Michael Pacheco's Pacheco. favorite player of all time is Frank Gore, uh, big 49ers fan over there, although you never know with the way he treats football. Uh, he had a boxing match and he just recently knocked somebody out. So oh, he was lost that, the boxing match and then knocked week? somebody out. Go ahead, Wes. Was that this last week? Uh, not this last week. It was this last month, though. Oh, last man. month he knocked somebody out cold. Jeez. So that's money, Taylor. It's oh, it's yeah. it's, a, it's a it's a circus sport. It really is. Boxing is a circus sport at this point, and we just want to see people punch each other. Like we watched <laughs> Danny Bonaducci. In celebrity boxing, of course, we're going to watch a couple athletes. You know, no, I was just curious <laughs> how it ended not. up being these two. Like usually, like you said, friends. with a Logan Paul or someone stupid like that, they're calling out somebody because they think they're tough. Um, <clears throat> I was just wondering if that was this situation. If like they're friends and they're like, "Oh, we can make money. Let's do this together." Like, or someone Probably random that, yeah. like, "I want to see these guys fight. They're not doing anything. I could pay them." They were probably just hanging out, and they were like, they got stoned, and they were like, you know what? Let's box. <laughs> it, it's legal now. Of course they did. Of course they did. That's 100% what happened. Yeah. <laughs> um, I will say this, though. Boxing's a lot of show. It's a lot of show. It's a lot of talking. Get the fight hyped up. They're going to traffic in racial moralities and all this stuff. It's not uh, wrestling. Because they want to sell a fight. What's that? It's not wrestling. I mean, it is kind of. No. <laughs> they actually hit each other. <laughs> yeah. 
as far as the way they market it, it's, it's kind of wrestling. It's a show. Like, I don't believe one thing about Jake or Logan Paul. I think it's all a show, baby. We're just putting on a show. Oh, yeah, for yeah, sure. The they audience. were, like, yeah. characters before they became boxers. That's a little different, in my opinion. I think this is also kind of a, a unique circumstance because they're not originally boxers. They're football players. So that's definitely the game. Celebrity boxing? Here. It's all the rage now. Uh, but yeah. Well, as uh, as we said on Gorp this week, and you will see that presumably before this podcast drops, uh, at the Sad Fan Podcast Network, we stand with those that are fighting against the Supreme Court's ruling uh, last week. And that's no different on this podcast, our mothership. We stand by all of the women marching and protesting in the streets. We stand by all marginalized audiences. We stand by our LGBTQ communities. Um, and we stand against the Supreme Court ruling and the Supreme Court ruling to take away more things in the future, like contraception and the right to gay marriage. But you know who else stands with us, Wes? Who? The quarterback of the Cincinnati Bengals, Mr. Joe Burrow. There you go. He has been very vocal for women's rights this week. Good for him. And he was so vocal this right uh, this week, pardon me, for women's rights, that he got the attention of one Nick Adams, one big old piece of shit, Nick Adams, who came out and said, perhaps Cincinnati Bengals should bring in Tim Tebow in case their woke, fragile, and often injured quarterback, Joe Burrow, doesn't get the job done this season. So, yeah, inflammatory language from him just because we support women's right to choose and women's rights over their body and the ultimate right, freedom. What's that, Wes? Who is this guy? Uh, He's a political commentator on Twitter and other social media platforms. And, you know, (laughs) exactly, exactly. Uh, I share your sentiment, my sentiment exactly. This guy is a douchebag. And we will continue to stand by those that are fighting Mm. for their rights and the freedom over their own body. But Joe Burrow didn't feel the need to respond because Joe Burrow, like us, believed that Nick Adams is, in fact, an idiot. And instead of responding with words, all Joe Burrow did was retweet Nick Adams, one of his tweets that he sent to Joe Burrow during the playoffs that happened this year. Ryan Tannehill went woke last year, and now he just got eliminated by Joe Burrow, a Christian warrior, a selfless attitude. What a great game and an even better result. Nick Adams, you're an idiot. <laughs> he just owned himself. <laughs> he got himself. Congrats, you <laughs> played yourself. Four months ago. <laughs> yeah, not even four months ago. The Titans played the Bengals not even four months yeah. ago. What are you doing? You're just being an idiot like we all know you are. You're just being an idiot. He doesn't so, care about football. We no, this guy's this guy's the stupidest person on earth. Like many people that are coming out with their half cocked reasons as to why women in this country shouldn't have rights. And I'm just gonna call them all idiots right now. And if you're a part of that audience, like I said on Gorp, we don't need you. You don't have to be here. We support freedom, we support women's rights to choose, and we support every marginalized community in our great country because that's what we believe America stands for. Freedom for all, not just white males. Sorry, guys. White straight males, pardon me. <laughs> all right. So that is all I have for you guys today. Wes, do you have anything else for us today? Nope. That's all it. right. Uh, Taylor, what about you? No. Um, 
yeah, I just want to thank everybody for joining us and supporting us in supporting women. Um, yeah, that's pretty much it. Thanks, Taylor. I appreciate that. Go ahead, Wes. What was that? I said, thanks, Taylor. I think he said, we love you, Taylor. I think that's what he said. I <laughs> yelled over his voice. <laughs> um, so if you guys have any questions about that or you want to bring it to us on Twitter because you disagree with what we're what the stance we're taking is, you can reach me at the sad fan on Twitter and at the sad fan on Instagram. You could also reach us on our YouTube videos uh, soon to be streaming across platforms just for the audio version, the MP3 version on Spotify and Apple pods. As soon as they're up, we will let you know. I promise I will be tweeting. I will be Instagramming. I will be doing whatever it takes to let you guys know on all of my platforms, which again, you can reach me at the sad fan. Wes, where can they reach you? Uh, one of these days I'm going to make a social media account and you're going to be flabbergasted. <laughs> I'll be amazed. I'll just be shocked. But again, remember he will pay the first person that finds him and calls him out as Wes from the sad fan on Twitter. If you can find his Twitter. He will pay you a hundred dollars. And Taylor, where can they reach you? Find me on social media at It's Taylor Stone. There you go. And thank you as always. We're hoping we made you happy here on the Sad Van. Come back next week. Bye.